Grace Family Church of Rhode Island presents Word of Hope, a sermon series with Pastor Luciano Cozzi. Welcome. The Word of Hope sermon series is a ministry of Grace Family Church of Rhode Island. It was instituted to bring sound teachings from the Word of God to as many people as possible. Our purpose is to offer you a message that is both practical and contemporary, that brings the Word of God to light in a way that makes sense in daily life. As you listen to this message, it is our hope and prayer that the Lord will bless you through it and bring you hope, comfort, and guidance. And now, Pastor Kotze. afraid that a very serious and worrisome trend has recently emerged in our society at, at a level that is quite concerning. It is a trend that has influenced many people, and I'm afraid Christians are not exempt from that. In fact, a number of church leaders have been influenced by that as well. It is a trend that moves people to compromise with one of the most important values of a Christian faith, the value of truth. The situation is serious and has caused much grief and a great deal of damage, and it echoes the words of an ancient Roman leader, that leader faced by the pressure of the people on one side and the warnings of his wife on the other, came up with a question that seems to be reflecting the problem of today. What is truth? The man was Pilate, and he uttered that question moments before he delivered Jesus Christ to be crucified. In one way or another, people still ask that same question today. We live in an age when truth has become relative, unimportant. In the public words of a lawyer that were pronounced in public in an interview, truth is not even truth at all. In this denial of the value of truth, people intentionally distort the facts feeding lies to the masses. And then they repeat them so many times that people actually come to believe them. Yes, even well-intentioned Christians. Some of the most blatant examples that we have seen lately, for example, is that COVID is just a political hype. The monoliths are planted by aliens. And in one case, one of them was removed by a, by a group of uh, people that call themselves Christians who then stated that they will not allow, that they would not allow aliens, whether human aliens or aliens from other planets, to take over. And they replaced it with a cross. COVID is also regarded in, in, in some of the conspiracy theories that are going around as a plot from Russia and China to spread communism worldwide. The vaccine is being put down and criticized as a biological weapon. Or some people, even Christians, are saying that it includes microchips that will control people and trace them and track them down. This is insanity. Insanity caused by lies. Insanity caused by 
conspiracy theories, and the list could go on and on and on. The rejection of the value of truth is based on a well-known principle, however, and it can be recognized. That principle has been well-known for a long, long time. You see, an outrageous lie may shock the people hearing it for a while, but they still need to evaluate it in order to dismiss it as the lie that it is. That is a process, however, that takes time and effort, and most people simply don't have the time needed. In the meantime, the lie is repeated many times, and in some cases even hundreds of times, and every time we hear it, it lessens our resistance. And eventually the lie becomes so familiar that it is no longer disputed, but taken face value. This is a tactic that the devil who in John 8:44 is called the father of lies, knows all too well. But that tactic, as I mentioned a moment ago, however, can be recognized. The lies, in order to stick, often use cliches, key phrases that are easy to remember, slogans that are repeated so often that they become deeply embedded in the mind of those who don't take the time to check them out to uncover the truth. So people tell lies and exaggerate facts, but why do they do that? They do it to benefit or profit themselves. They lie to present themselves in a certain light, to show themselves as being better than they really are. They use lies to divert the attention away from their guilt, from their insecurity, or their weakness, or things of that nature. In other words, lies are self-centered at the core. And if we are careful, we can recognize them. At times, people lie to cover up a truth that they think can be dangerous for them. The self-interest, the self-centeredness, still remains a primary characteristic of a lie. And it is so that lies are in clear opposition to Christian love, which by definition, as we have discussed many times before, is a giving of oneself for the benefit of others, in Christ. The lack of Christian love leads to self-interest, to greed, or just outright narcissism. However, it is not the only aspect of this trend. When the value of truth is trampled upon and lies have to be defended, Christian compassion and charity end up being replaced by rudeness and poisonous attitudes that can only result in divisions and sufferings. And the Apostle Paul, in his letters, had a great deal to say about the damage of division in the body of Christ. More and more people today are learning to attack anyone who does not agree with them. They use caustic statements ridiculing the others with offensive and demeaning language. It is nothing less than shameful for any Christian to use foul language or call those who don't quite agree with them crazy, disgraced, losers, fake, ignorant, dumb, demonic, or even worse. This is shameful, dangerous, and disgraceful not just because it is uncivilized, but because it stands against every principle that Scripture teaches us. 
It is a travesty that many have come to see as a desirable trait, but it really isn't. The question we need to ask ourselves as Christians is, what does God have to say about it? We cannot ignore nor forget what God himself has to say about, the, about it all, all of this in his word. We cannot ignore what scripture reveals about the power of a tongue and still call ourselves Christians. God reminds us that words, and in particular rash words, can be a dangerous and a sharp sword when instead they should be a source of healing. That our lies are not innocent slips of a tongue or just some rough edges, but actually reflect the nature of our very hearts. Jesus reminded us that in the day of judgment, we will all be called to give account for our words. Notice that in Matthew chapter 12 and verses 36 to 37, where it is written, But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Scripture is very clear in stating that haughty eyes, a lying tongue, a heart that devises wicked schemes, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community are among the six things that the Lord hates, even seven that are detestable to him, according to Proverbs 6, verses 16 and 17. In the second letter of Paul to Timothy, in chapter 4, and verses 3 and 4, we read the following. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires, and they will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. Christians should not be part of that. Christians should refrain themselves not only from believing such myths, but spreading them, especially spreading them. The Apostle James made it quite personal for anyone claiming to be a Christian as he wrote the following in James chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. If anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is worthless. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of God and Father is this, to visit the orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. James had much more to write about the importance of the tongue. Read the entire chapter 3 of his letter, please. But let me quote from verses 6 to 10 of chapter 3. The tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes both blessing and cursing. My brethren, adds James, these things ought not to be this way. In John 
chapter 4 and verse 24, we read of Jesus Christ making a very clear statement that the true worshipers will worship God in spirit and in truth. James made an important point, an important point that reflected what Jesus had taught. First, he contrasts fake religion with its caustic and damaging language with true charity, which helps those in need, rather than calling them losers. Then he reminds us that falsehood and destructive language are particularly shameful for those who call themselves Christians, those who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ. And incidentally, being Christians does indeed mean to be disciples or followers of Christ. Christ, who is the living Word of God. Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. So how can we claim to follow him who is truth and love if we buy into the lies that we have fed and then spread them like wildfire? How can we claim to be in him Why will deny, deny the value of truth and spread hateful, offensive, and demeaning speech against everyone who does not agree with us? Brethren, let us not be the cause of division in the church. Let us speak the truth and only the truth. Let us not be the ones who bring shame on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and our Savior by the way we speak. Remember, we are children of the Almighty God. We are called to love one another even as He loves us and to love even our enemies. So where is the room for the hate language that sometimes all too often we hear from Christians if the Lord himself, the captain of our salvation, his teaching is to love even our enemies. We are to honor others above ourselves and to be wise, using words that heal and build up, not tear down. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 is written, Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit. But with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. That's the way we're called to be. Yes, brethren, that's the way we're called to be and the way we are to interact with one another. Our badge, what identifies us as Christians, is not our ability to spread lies and put down everyone else who doesn't agree with us. Our badge is a badge of truth. What identifies us as Christians is the way we love one another in Christ Jesus. Read it yourself in John chapter 13 and verses 34 and 35, where the Lord Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, not by our ability to put down other people, but by this, by our love that we have for one another, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So brethren, let's stop this nonsense of spreading these conspiracy theories, these lies that people are putting out there 
Let this be our badge and our banner, our love for one another, our love for, even for the enemy as Jesus Christ himself commanded us to do. Let our badge be a badge of truth that the world may see that and honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who is the truth, the way, and the life.